Father, thank you because light breaks forth. Jesus revealed, Jesus glorified, for in Jesus' name we have prayed, amen and amen. Hmm. Couple of months now, we started the conversation, Kingdom Dynamics. If you're joining us newly, I want to encourage you to settle down with your Bible, with your notes, you are going to be blessed. We are starting a new sub theme this evening by God's grace titled The Dominion Mandate. We started the year with Kingdom Takeover and now we are, we are, we are getting to the meat of the meat of the meat. The Dominion Mandate. Alright? And we're going to be going into God's word and I pray for you, I pray for myself that as the word of God comes, it will hit us powerfully it will change us and it will transform us to become all that he has designed for us to be. In the mighty name of Jesus. Revelation chapter 11 and verse 15 has been our anchor scripture. And the seventh angel sounded. There was a proclamation. It was an announcement. It says there were great voices in heaven saying the kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ and he shall reign forever and ever. Glory to God. It says that your God is not, is, is not challenged by the current situation of things. He has never lost he is not he is not new on the block. Remember, he's Alpha and he's Omega. He dwells in eternity where there is no time. So, for the fact that we we have a point in time where it looks like he's not in charge, it doesn't change the fact that he created time in the first place, and he's giving us privy insight. And I don't know who needs to hear this. Who is recently discouraged that what is the fate? Of the church, not F A I T H. Now, the F A T E. What is the destiny of the church? You're looking at headlines, you're looking at breaking news, you're looking at men of God, you're looking at women of God, you're looking at so called Christians, and, and you're just wondering are these the people that God wants to rule with? Oh, yes, these are the people. Oh, yes, these are the people. That we will know that it is not by power. That we will know that it is not by might. That we will know by it is by the Spirit of God. Glory to God. We might not look like it. You might have written us off. But is he raising an army? A strong army that will rule and bring dominion. And I believe I am speaking to those people this evening. That you in your sphere... You begin to take responsibility for dominion and you begin to run by the Spirit in the name of Jesus. Hmm. Our assignments this month, let me give you a, a, an outline for the month so you know what to expect. We're starting a sub-theme, the dominion mandate. Hmm. Part one, this evening, by God's grace, we will lay the bricks and we will unveil Adam 1.0, the first version of mankind. Next week, Wednesday, by God's grace, we will unveil Adam 2.0, the second Adam. In the third week, we will unveil Adam 3.0, the last Adam. And in the last Wednesday in the month of February, we will do a review of the seven mountain prophecy and your role as far as dominion is concerned. We are loved by God. You can't tell me otherwise. We are a loved, blessed people. Glory to God. Why are we looking at this? Why are we having this conversation? The, the, the Pharisees in multiple, this is a little digression, but I believe it's going to help someone this evening. In multiple conversational traps that they thought they had set for Jesus, they will show up and ask a question, believing that we've, <laughs> this is the one that gets him. <laughs> Only for them to realize that they are the ones. 
in one of those instances, they came and they asked a funny question about resurrection. A man had his wife. The husband died. This, the, who will be the, the husband and the wife? The very ridiculous question. Jesus asked two questions. He says, what did Moses tell you? Moses, we know Moses. We know the law. <laughs> we says, Jesus, if you want me right now to recite the entire Torah to you, now standing, one sitting, or one standing, forget it. Jesus said, that, that thing you are bragging about, it is because of the hardness, the wickedness of your heart. That God, God made that concession. You will understand why, why this matters shortly. And Jesus said a very powerful thing. He said, not so in the beginning. Not so in the beginning. These, 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 these are provisions for, for a revised, corrupted version of 1.0. Not so in the beginning. So our attempt this month is to journey from the beginning to begin to unveil God's original master mandate for dominion. And how the all-knowing creator of all has never been strategically disadvantaged. Never. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26 to verse 28, a scripture I believe you know. I want to encourage you to open your heart to God's word this evening. Then God said... Then Elohim said, you don't need to be an Hebrew expert, but very basic Hebrew, words that end with I am, they are in the plural, cherubim, seraphim, not seraphims, all right, that is Englishizing Hebrew, boy, oh boy, you get it, cherub, singular, Cherubim. Then Elohim said, the entire Godhead, it was a unanimous decision. Let us make Adam. The word there isn't, this is not now gender. Let us make Adam. Let us make Adam. Let us make version 1.0. In our image, if you have a good Bible, the O is in caps, in our image, in the image of God, in the image of the Father, in the image of the Son, in the image of the Spirit. He's saying, let's, let's launch a new project. This really is Project Adam 1.0. According to our likeness, he will be like us. We reign, we rule in glory. We will create this, this, this version that will rule and reign. It says, let them, to show you that this, is not, this man is not, is not an individual. It says, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. It says in verse 27, so God created man. I want to start challenging you to be a bit interested in in-depth Bible study. In verse 26, let us make man, Adam. In verse 27, so God created man, ah, Adam. What's the difference? An article has now come in here. An article. So God made the man. Remember what we learned about potential. God bundled the man of verse 26 into the man in verse 27. In his own image, all of them in his own image. Remember what we said about being able to appreciate that this creation called man is made in the image of God, whether you know it yet or not. In the image of God created he, him, male and female. Hear me, child of God. The woman is not a second thought. The woman is not a genesis to creation. Male and female created. Man formed first. Male formed first. Female afterwards. Like they will say, after God had rested, he now made the woman. A, 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 an astonishing piece of art. Verse 28. 
Then God blessed them. And God said to them, not to him, I want you to find yourself in the word in the course of this, this, this conversation on the dominion mandate. And God blessed them. I was there, bundled into him. You were there, bundled into him. The the whole idea was to create Adam, mankind, and then he made the seed version, the prototype version, all right? And he blessed them in him. I hope someone is seeing it. Male and female, he pronounced the blessing. What was the blessing? God said to them, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the beds of the air, over every living thing, every living thing that moves on the earth. It says, I'm giving you dominion. That is what I do in my domain. I have created a domain for you to do the same. You have my likeness. You carry my, 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 my image. You are now a glory carrier designed and built for dominion. So let's get into it. Boy. The first Adam, the second Adam, and the last Adam. A conversation is on the dominion mandate. Before we, 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 we probe in a bit deeper into Adam 1.0, I want you to look at that blessing and to see exactly what the first rebels targeted. Remember what we learned in the early parts of the series that in this kingdom, as far as the conversation is about the kingdom, there is no such thing as disobedience. There is only rebellion saying, this is what the king wants. We are not just going to do anything random. We will do exactly what will challenge what he has requested for. So the first thing, this this, this weak rebellious construct Powered by the spirit of the adversary. He says, what, what does this king want? He said, he said, he told them to be fruitful. So the first pioneers. Now, I am, I'm, I'm saying this as an historical bit of information. Not picking a, a side on a divide. The first pioneers of contraception did it. Because of this injunction. He said, be fruitful, we will find a way. Not, they were taking it literally. <laughs> Not knowing that it wasn't just talking about, about begat and begat and begat. Hmm. Boy, oh boy, the way of the spirit. It says, multiply, spread. They said, no, we won't spread. We will stay here and we will build a tower. It will rise up to him. What do you mean by spread? It says, have dominion. They said, hmm? Over what? Fish? Sea? The constellations? Creation? They said no. We are going to pioneer a new system of dominion over man. And then they they, they started delving into mystic, into witchcraft, manipulation, control, that the ones who were designed to rule in their various domains left all of their domains and started looking for ways to dominate and to rule over one another. my mind i (laughs) i wanted to present the first adam the second adam and the last adam to you doing a swot analysis it's only saying pd has come again what is a swot analysis all right in the language of strategy swot analysis is an acronym s for strength w for weaknesses o for opportunities and t for threats if you have a good strategist or a good strategy lecturer they will tell you that the s and w the 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 sw part the strength and the weakness are things that are called internal internal means you can influence them and you can control them all right this is someone needs to send <laughs> tuition fees for this crash course crash course in strategy all right, the O and the T are external. 
opportunities and threats. Those are things that are within your influence yet, yes, but outside your control. But the Holy Spirit said I should do S and W. So that nobody will leave here saying, well, I could only influence it. I couldn't control it. <laughs> Glory to God. So this is going to be the template for Adam 1.0, Adam 2.0, and the last Adam. What were the strengths there? And as we go incrementally, I want you to see that these strengths are preserved. And the weaknesses are accounted for in every new iteration. It's, it's just the way you might have your, your iPhone 3 and an iPhone 4. Someone said, PD, bad example. Apple hasn't changed too much. <laughs> They've not changed much. They've just found ways to, to, to get our money. They just throw four cameras, five, then six cameras, seven cameras. People are looking for real innovation. All right, so let, let's come back to God's word. The dominion mandate. Not so in the beginning. So what was so in the beginning? What were the strengths? Of this first Adam, the, the one that God bundled all of creation into. Hmm. We will come into, into, into the writings of Paul and the revelations Paul had about the second and the last Adam. Our one, it, it was as though one man sinned, but because that one man was mankind, it was able to understand that it was mankind that sinned. It was as though a new Adam, I'm trying not to jump the gun now, will die and, and, and you will think it was just one death. Only for you to realize that this, this grain of wheat has made contact with it. It has now died and it is now producing many sons. It's now a new breed ready to run with the original dominion mandate. So what are the strengths of the first Adam? Version 1.0. E, remember, not the individual now. Mankind, that version of mankind. When you hear Adam, I want you to think mankind. When you hear Adam, I want you to think mankind. E was male and female. They were made in the image of Elohim. Carrying the glory of the Father, carrying the glory of the Son, carrying the fullness of the glory of the spirit, the, the possibilities of the Godhead. He was made in that image. Verse 26 of Genesis chapter 1. Then God said, let us make man in our image. He, he, he will be like us. This was the dream of an adversary. Like God. Says you have my image. What do you mean that I need to do something to be like God? I'm made in his image. I carry his glory. Unless I don't know it. Unless I don't realize it. Hmm. Number one strength made in the image of Elohim without a requirement to do any further thing to be more like him. Number two, this version one, Adam, this, this project Adam, this version one, mankind received the dominion mandate. Please, this is where it begins to get extremely important. He received, mankind received in this version one, the dominion mandate. Someone is saying, really, PD, what is this dominion mandate? We know that this creation showed up on day six. Day six, maybe one of our retreats, we will find time to discuss these days of creation and what they really mean. So when Elohim shows up on day six and he says, be fruitful, the earth says, we've heard that before. We heard that on day five. Genesis 1.22, all the way to verse 24. This is not the first time we are hearing and God blessed them and God said, be fruitful. It says, we've heard that before, okay? Elohim shows up and says, multiply. See, we've heard, we've heard that also. Subdue, we've heard that. It says, have dominion, then the earth rattles. Dominion, hey. <laughs> dominion, 
Is this not why this, 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 this cherub was cast out? You want to give rulership to something you, you, you recently just created? Dominion Elohim. Father, Son, Spirit said, yes, let them have dominion. We are giving them a mandate to rule, not to be ruled. Hmm, thank you, Holy Spirit. So when you say, what are the implications of this? We will get to it shortly. Something in me wants to jump to the last Adam. <laughs> because this matter has been solved, sorted, but not many are living the realities of it practically. How many people around you do you know who are truly living a life of dominion? Number three, strength. This version one, mankind was designed and built for intimacy. It was designed and it was built for intimacy, for relationship with Elohim, for relationship with the king of glory. You, you can't understand or appreciate that until you realize that God does not have conversations man to man <laughs> with plants. Not even with angels. They, they are constantly bowing. Holy, holy. It's not, that's, not a, that's not a conversation. They excel. They do his will. That's not, a, that's not a relationship. He created you and I for that. He created you. What a, what a privilege. Think about it. Number one, made in the image of Elohim. Number two, received, downloaded, inculcated, embodied the dominion mandate. Be fruitful, multiply, fill yet subdue it. Have dominion. Number three, designed and built for intimacy and relationship. No other created being. In the world that have been, in the world existing, in the world to come, we'll have this privilege of this version of relationship and intimacy. God ceded it to mankind. The one created in his image. Number four, we're seeing our strengths. This version of mankind knew only abundance. He knew only abundance, only not so in the beginning. I don't know about you. I was studying the Gospels over again and I just could not move beyond that. Jesus saying, not so in the beginning. In the beginning, mankind knew only abundance. If he told him there is something called sickness, he would say, I don't understand what that is. If he told him there is something called lack, he would say, I don't understand what that is. There were so many things the, in, in version 1.0 he could not understand. It was designed, built for, and dwelling in abundance. Genesis chapter 2 and verse 10. Genesis chapter 2 and verse 10. It says, Now a river went out of Eden to water the garden. And from there it parted and became four riverheads. One of the consequences of this in today's world is the concept of, of multiple streams of income. It says that this river has nourished precious things. That is what Adam knew. In your abundance. In your abundance. Can you allow God to begin to stretch your mind? There were some things he never bothered about. And number five, he operated with God-like abilities, which is no shock to anyone because he was made in the image of God. So he wants to get from here to there. He can choose to walk. He can choose to run. He can choose to just be there. <laughs> that third part, somebody didn't get it. He can choose to be there. Genesis chapter 2 and verse 19 gives us interesting insight into version 1. It says, Out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. Now, when a zoologist or a botanist or 
um, people who are into into I, the general field of of naming is called etymology, but the, the one that contain that that has to do with plants and animals, all those pteridophyta. Some people just had PTSD right now. Say, PD, please, you can't be reminding me of things I had to cry many years ago. Americanos. And you're listening to those names. This one was named after the discoverer of this plant, of this new species. So what exactly was Adam doing? Adam wasn't just giving title, saying, you shall be called Dio. You shall be called... No, no, no. That's, it, 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 by naming there, it was giving identity. He's saying that you will be able to fly. You will be able to run. He says this is version one. This is how it was in the beginning. That you can see a mountain and you can say you are low. And it is so. Everything he called it so it was. This really was a, a, a display of authority over creation. Version one. Version one, anything he called it, anything he called it, what science is doing today is renaming and discovery. Godlike abilities. Can you imagine the kind of mental faculty required to do this? Verse 20, so Adam gave names to all cattle, the birds of the air. And to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a helper comparable to him. Hmm. Not so in the beginning. Not so in the beginning. We walk through a couple of weaknesses so that you can see what God was doing with the second Adam. That's the only reason why we're highlighting this. And I'll run through this quickly so that you see the implications for the next step as we lay the bricks for really where we are going with this. <laughs> the reason why we are starting with this is so that you will see what necessitated the second Adam. You would understand where we are coming from, from Matthew chapter 1 and verse 1. The book of the generations of Jesus Christ, son of Abraham, son of David. Remember kingdom lessons from the life of Abraham? Kingdom lessons from the life of David? Yes. And we said kingdom lessons from the life of Jesus. This is it. The second Adam. The last Adam. Hmm. What was wrong with version one? Number one, it did not grow. It did not grow. Remember our teaching on potential. In this kingdom, greatness is normal here. But it begins with a seed. Adam showed up, showed up grown. Do you understand growth? Many are, are trying to reinvent that weakness today. You want to start, and you just want to start it, boom. Not knowing that, no, it begins as a seed. There's great potential, no doubt. To what extent? Remember our questions. The blessing he received, number two weakness. Used it as an excuse. The woman you gave to me. The same woman that brother, <laughs> brother saw and said, Hey, this is now bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh, and she shall be called. Man was moving revs and was de de declaring things, waxing lyrical, writing songs, doing poetry. In the day of adversity, because there was no growth. So she's the one. And you gave her to me. God said, ah. Okay. Number three. Version 1.0 committed the original sin. Now, I don't want to get into a theological argument. In fact, this Genesis area we are touching, so many potential debates. Let's stay with the mind of the Spirit for us concerning the kingdom and concerning dominion. Many have argued, what is the original sin? What was the fruit? What was the apple? With a lot of views and schools of thought. Now you think about it. Let's do some vision meditation right now together. Think about it. This man lacks nothing as everything. 
is living in abundance, carrying the glory and the image of God, is, is living life at the speed of glory. Is, a, is, a, is, is grace in motion. And then the adversary shows up. The one that was sent to help him is left exposed to the adversary and he was there. Questioning the very things that the king of glory gave as instructions. Questioning their authenticity. Questioning the reliability of it. Questioning the very essence of his, of his, of his being God. Why can he tell you what to do and not to do? And you see that same spirit of rebellion fighting with many people today. Why should you tell me what to do? I can choose to be anything. And our world is, is fanning to flames this neoliberal ideology of you can be anything. You, can, you don't have to be told. You don't have to run with a purpose. It doesn't have to be original intent. You can create your own intent and you can be anything. And, and, and the truth is that we allow such, such frivolous, guy, godless, pardon my French, such godless ways of thinking to thrive until it becomes a matter of life and death. That means you do not agree that your life is that important. We live in a world where anyone can say, I identify as this. And we are told that just take it as that's how they want to be identified. I, 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 I identify as 2S. I, I identify as QQ+. And, and we just want to be told to say, that's fine. Until it comes to, to, to just getting into a place. And they say, can you show us your proof of vaccination? But you can't say, I identify as vaccinated. I identify as boosted. Why should you listen to him? Who made him God? He made himself God. And he's guarding over you. Giving you instructions. Eve was having the conversation. Adam was there with her. Listening in. Not executing authority. Boy, I'm about to jump to the second Adam. It was just there. Taking it in. Soaking it in. He didn't have scriptures. He didn't grow. He, he, didn't, he didn't hear the part of resist steadfast. It is written. He didn't know it is written. They were just there soaking it in. About to not disobey. Remember this? Is, it's not a, this, this really was about unbelief. We can do what he says we should not do. I don't believe what he says will happen will happen. As far as the first Adam is concerned, as far as the second Adam is concerned, as far as the last Adam is concerned, the sin ultimate is unbelief in God. And as far as the last Adam is concerned, in his plan for redemption. He did not grow. He blamed his blessing as an excuse. He launched, he pioneered the concept of unbelief. Adam, he, was, he, he believed that Eve will and nothing will happen. Unbelief. He believed it so much that he joined nothing. And then something happened. And then he handed over the dominion mandate. He sold it. All of us bundled into him. He sold all of us. For all have sinned and come short. Falling short of the glory. We lost this, this, this as it was in the beginning, we lost the consciousness that I'm made in the image of God. If I really believe it, there's a, there's a level of honor I will carry in myself. When I know that something destroys, I don't want to destroy his image, there's a consciousness of when you know that you carry his glory. I'm made in his image. Many don't have it today. No consciousness of that. The question is, what next? This is literally going to lead us into kingdom lessons from the life of Jesus as we go towards Adam 2.0, the second Adam.
So what did God do? God began to put in place the plan of redemption. He launched the project 2.0, Adam 2.0. Genesis chapter 3 and verse 21. Also for Adam and his wife, the Lord made tunics of skin and clothed them. What they had tried to do in their own wisdom was to get fig leaves. If you've seen any plant in the family of the fig, those leaves are thick. They suggest a version of strength. They, they give a false sense of redemption. Was it not Job that said that if I cover my transgressions like Adam did? They knew. It was an attempt to cover with what was not blood. For without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. So God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. Not just Adam now. Remember, all of us are... I hope this is not getting too complicated. It was Christ, our high priest, that did that job. He shed blood. And he says, now we have to launch 2.0. In the meantime, let's make a covering for you with animal skin, animal blood. But this won't last real dominion until the blood of the lamb is shed. Hmm. So, the dominion mandate, that version 1.0, the first Adam lost Adam 2.0 was commissioned, amongst other things, to get the keys back, to get the authority back, to ensure that we can, mankind, remember, can now begin to live as it was in the beginning. Genesis chapter 3 and verse 15 was a project statement of the plan to reclaim it. It says, and I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and our seed. If you have a good Bible, one is in lowercase, the other one is in uppercase. It says he will bruise your head. Bruising your head means victory. Bruising his ill means noise. Noise, nuisance. Nuisance, you, you see, all this noise the enemy is making is shh, shh. The word in my head is in my native language. I don't know the English for it. It's just a, a, it wasn't so in the beginning. You know this, we've, we've lost dominion so much that it's not even the, the one that took it. It's now some flimsy, flimsy spirits. Not even principal, principalities and powers are too busy. Rulers and dom, dominions, they even, they had the audacity <laughs> They are not even, the average person is struggling with flimsy things. If you see them in the spirit. Serious, it will pain you. It will pain you. And, and, and that is all we are left with when we refuse to do dominion. The way he planned for it to be done. True priesthood. Normally in a teaching, I will say, oh, we had this conversation in this previous teaching. To this teaching now, I don't know how many teachings I can plug you to. I, I'm going to say something that might shake or rattle you a bit now. The first Adam was never cursed. By the time God was done with creation, everything he had done, he saw that it was good. He declared that it was good. So when he's saying, Pity, great teaching so far, you can't tell me Adam was not cursed. So let's go to God's word. Genesis chapter 3 and verse 14. So the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, you are cursed more than all cattle. So, was the serpent caused? Capital, yes. Genesis 3, 16. To the woman, he said. To the woman, he said. To the woman, he 
said, Genesis 3, 17. Then to Adam, he said, because you have heeded the voice of your wife and have eaten from the tree of which I commanded you, saying you shall not eat of it. It says there is, this is great unbelief, manifesting as disobedience and rebellion, but really it is that you did not believe me. Cursed is the ground for your sake. Cursed is the ground for your sake. This is going to stretch somebody's thinking now. Because if you are measuring dominion by an ability to put food on the table and to drive a good car and to live in a good house, you will convince yourself that this is not necessarily for kings and I don't have to leave the way of the kingdom to see these same results. Cursed is the ground for your sake. Not cursed are you. Someone is saying, is it possible not to be blessed and not to be cursed? Hmm. And God blessed them. And God blessed them. They lost the glory and God blessed them. Creation is groaning, waiting for the manifestation of sons and God blessed them. The question you have now, and in many else you have, we will we'll tackle questions by God's grace. Let me read a portion of scripture as begin to tie up this evening that will, that will frame somebody's mind to see that I must buy everything in me with every breath in me, every iota in me, contend for dominion in accordance with his will. I will not live less than he created me to be. The question even before, before I read, I'm going to Genesis 27. What is a blessing? What is a curse? These are spiritual possibilities released by words. In the language of what we've been learning, spiritual possibilities released by words making it possible for everything God originally designed for you to be in accordance with the extent to which he designed for you to be. If you have a spiritual force backing you up to partner with the principles in your favor, then you are blessed. If you have words creating alternate spiritual possibilities that what you were created to be, you will not be it. Or to the extent to which you were created to do it or be it, you will not be it. It doesn't have to start with, I curse you. Was it not in Mark 11? Where Jesus saw, boy, oh boy, oh boy. Where Jesus saw a fig tree, I can, I can imagine him having a flashback to Genesis chapter 3. He says, when, when, when I was there to do my first work of priesthood now, about to shed the blood of that animal, what I took off was fig leaves. And he sees this fig tree and he's saying, you, you were created to produce fruit, not to be something that will bring temporary relief or covering. So let's see fruit out of you. And even then, there was no fruit to produce. And Jesus released words and said, no man will eat of you again. It was Peter that noticed and said, Master, see, <laughs> you actually cursed this tree. And Jesus is saying, I only said it will not be what it was designed to be. No one will eat of you, not cover from you. The destiny of the fig was for figs, not for covering. The design for covering was blood, blood, remission of sins, a restoration of covenant, a reenactment. A, it's, it's a representation, a giving back of the dominion mandate. Now you can rule. Now you can function as one who is rightfully in his image. Now you can move and bring God-like abilities to your world. Now you can operate with abundance. Now you can move with the speed of the Holy Ghost. Now these are possibilities. He says, you cursed it. Jesus says, you can, boy, let's not jump to 2.0. It is possible not to be blessed and not to be cursed. You are literally just living by chance. 
if unbelievers are strategizing, optimizing their lives to deliver results by chance, that's understandable. Not you, child of God. You were designed to live a blessed life under the blessing. Things are supposed to work for you. Genesis chapter 27 and from verse 30, as we begin to round up this evening, what we've done so far is to lay the bricks, to lay the bricks for the second Adam and the execution. Remember what we learned about the purpose of redemption. Now we are, we are zooming into the life of Jesus. Jesus as a bonding of mankind, the son of man. Possibilities for dominion in this realm. Genesis chapter 27 and verse 30. Now it happened as soon as Isaac had finished blessing Jacob. I believe most of us under the sound of my voice will know this story. The Bible tells us that Rebekah had challenges having children. Isaac prayed for Rebekah. The Lord opened her womb and now she conceived. She carried two nations within her. And she said, if all is well with me, why am I feeling this way? And she went, she sought the face of God. There's a big parenting lesson there. A big parenting lesson there. In an ideal world, as Rebecca is returning from that three-day fast and that retreat, my husband Isaac, I went to seek the face of the Lord. This is what the Lord has said concerning these two boys. She didn't do that. She used divine revelation as an excuse to do child favoritism and created sibling rivalry. So, mommy likes Jacob, daddy loves Esau. And they grew up under that tension. And when it was time, she saw her husband growing old. She said, Isaac, there's something you carry, it is called the blessing. It is not in the inheritances of cows and gold and precious stones. It is released and transmitted by words. Now, as you are growing old, I know a time will come and there will be a need for you to release words. To release words. And I know by revelation it's going to Jacob. Forget that Esau has already legitimately sold it to Jacob. Hmm. Rebecca sees to it personally. She says, Jacob, get up now. I know the way your dad, I will cook it. <laughs> I, can, I can imagine Jacob saying with his thin voice and say, Mommy, what if that? Say, stop, don't say, Mommy. Say, Mommy, sound, sound more like Esau. Say, Mommy. <laughs> say, this is mission impossible. This is suicide mission. You want me to go and get blessing? I'm just, I'm okay the way I am. Neither cursed nor blessed. If this plan should bust, Hmm. Say, so you don't worry. Let it be upon my head. Does that sound familiar? The word of God is sweet. To be upon me and upon my head. Let it be upon us and upon our children. Does it ring a bell? Another bell? Hmm. So verse 30, having given context to it, now it happened as soon as Isaac had finished blessing Jacob. Suicide mission somehow worked. The trick pulled and those words were released. And Jacob had scarcely gone out from the presence of Isaac, his father, that Esau, his brother, came in from his hunting. Hmm. He also had made savory food and brought it to his father and said to his father, let my father arise and eat of his son's game that your soul may bless me. Verse 32. And his father Isaac said to him, who are you? What a question. <laughs> who are you? You sound like someone I know, but who are you? Then Isaac trembled exceedingly and said, who? He said, I'm your firstborn Esau. I like the way he said, I am your son, your firstborn Esau. He had to add the firstborn there. <laughs> There's no time to, to, to begin to, to, to dissect these truths. Just trust in the Lord for light to break forth. 
There is a life called the blessed life. And we have misinterpreted it for so long. The blessed life is the life of dominion over everything. Then Isaac trembled exceedingly and said, Woo, where is the one who hunted game and brought it to me? I ate all of it before you came in, and I have blessed him, and indeed he shall be blessed. It's just the way at the end of this teaching this evening, I will be releasing blessings, and indeed you shall be blessed. These are words. It says, when Esau heard the words of his father, he cried with an exceedingly great and bitter cry and said to his father, he said, bless me also. Hey, oh my father. He says, your brother came with the seed and has taken away your blessing. As far as Esau was concerned, it's just words. You can say it again. It's, it's not like a briefcase. It's not like you gave him something. You can say it again and Esau is saying you don't even understand the blessing. Isaac is saying to Esau, you don't, you don't get it. Verse 36, and Esau said, is he not rightly named Jacob, which means supplanter? He has supplanted me these two times. He took away my birthright. Esau, but you, you introduced yourself as I am your son, the firstborn. And now, look, he has taken away my blessing. And he said, this question, if you can underline it in your Bible, have you not reserved a blessing for me? Do you know what this question means? Is there no other way to do dominion? It, it, is there no other way to do dominion? Verse 37, then Isaac answered and said to Esau, he says, indeed, I have made him your master. And all his brethren I have given to him as servants. With grain and wine I have sustained him. He says, what shall I do now for you, my son? And Esau said to his father, is there only one version of dominion? Have you only one blessing, my father? Create something also. Oh, my father. Esau lifted up his voice and wept. Are you picturing these things? Then Isaac, his father, answered and said to him. It's different when you are saying to him and when he blessed them. He blessed them. He says, behold, your dwelling shall be of the fatness of the earth and of the dew of the heaven from above. He says, this alternate dominion you are looking for, by your sword you shall live. You shall serve your brother. And it shall come to pass when you become restless. Then you shall break his yoke from your neck. Esau said, you mean there's a way? Isaac said, there is no other alternative to the blessing. Esau said, daddy, hold my, hold my coffee. I will work hard. <laughs> I will work hard. What, what is the blessing supposed to produce? What is it supposed to produce? Health? I will work hard and be healthy. Wealth? I will, I will do it and be wealthy. What else? What else? Name it. I will reproduce it without your blessing. Esau was so proud of it. In the early days, he was looking for ways to kill Jacob. But when Jacob would later meet Esau, Jacob had arranged gifts arranged his wives and children in the order of importance. Say, you go ahead, let me know how to plan and escape if necessary. Esau met him and said, what are all these things for? He said, they are for you, my Lord, your servant. Jacob says, your servant has brought them to you. Peradventure, I might find favor in your sight. Esau said, no, my brother. God has blessed you. I am blessed also. <laughs> you have new cars, I have new cars also. You have a good job. I have a good job. In fact, it looks like this is your family. You have some wives and some concubines. Things don't really look okay. Things are actually okay here. This is how some Christians go and compare their lives with unbelievers. And you're now wondering, so what is the blessing doing in my life if Esau can reproduce? And I'm telling you, you don't know the blessing until you understand dominion. Esau is the ancestor 
of those who will produce results by the arm of the flesh. But we are not of them that draw back onto perdition. This is a new breed. This is a new, a new, a new army rising. These are those who will rule by the spirit and bring dominion. These are those that situations, living, non-living things, will listen to here and will bring authority. These are those that will bring impact across generations. Not just cattle and saying that you are blessed and blessed. No, there is something else beyond what you can see. There is something else that is at work in me. It is producing results by the spirit. This is not the arm of flesh. This is me. As it was in the beginning, bringing dominion. And as we wrap up this evening, I join my hands with yours and I decree over your life that you are blessed. I said you are blessed. I said you are blessed. In the name of Jesus, the dominion mandate that our ancestor received from the mouth of the king of glory. I was there. You were there. It says that he blessed them and he said to them, be fruitful. I speak over your life the grace that makes fruitfulness a possibility in this realm. It will rest on you uncommonly. In the name of Jesus. It says multiply, spread, spread, spread. Every plan of the enemy to keep you small, curtailed, limited, trying to digress, trying to limit, trying to destroy the potential of God over your destiny. We cancel and truncate it by the blood in the name of Jesus. It was Jesus that said, it wasn't so in the beginning. I stand and speak over your life as it was in the beginning. The glory of an image carrier of the Almighty. Let your life begin to show forth such glory. In the name of Jesus. In accordance with God's word in Isaiah 60 and verse 1. It says, arise, arise, arise for anyone who is laid down. For anyone who has given up on dominion. For anyone who has given up on life. For anyone who has gotten and bought the lie of hopelessness. I speak strictly now to your destiny hear me arise and shine light has come now the glory of the lord is risen over you in the name of jesus as it was in the beginning image carriers walking and functioning in the fullness of the dominion mandate i speak over your life once again your life will be one of authority Authority over principalities, powers, and demons. Authority over the elements, living and non-living things. You will speak to mountains, they will hear you. In the name of Jesus, your sphere will be a sphere of dominion. In your own place, in the place of destiny, you will bring dominion to your world. In the name of Jesus, as it was in the beginning, designed for intimacy and relationship. May the Lord give you a practical understanding. That the extent to which you bring dominion is the extent to which you are connected to him. It will be by the strength of your sword. It will be by the strength of your connection, intimacy, relationship. That the privilege of koinonia, the privilege of fellowship with his spirit, you will not pass on it any longer. I pray now the anointing for priesthood, the anointing for priesthood, the anointing for effective priesthood, the anointing for effective priesthood, let it begin to rest on you. For many fire will begin to blaze on your altar once again. The most important voice you will want to hear will be the voice of his word. The most, the most important conversations you will want to have will be the conversations with his spirit. The most important place you will want to be will be in the place of his presence. In the name of Jesus, as it was in the beginning, it was only abundance we knew. Only abundance, no lack. I stand here under the authority of heaven and I decree as one sent by God that every covenant with lack, with smallness, with little, it is broken. And by dominion, you begin to operate in abundance. In the name of Jesus, multiple streams of graces, multiple streams of help, multiple streams of resources. In the name of Jesus. And you operated at the beginning in God-like abilities, the Lord will make you a wonder to your generation. That it will be clear that this, this cannot be done normally. This cannot be done normally. The sword cannot, cannot achieve this. The arm of flesh cannot achieve this. The hand of the Lord will rest mightily upon you in the name of Jesus. 
Thank you, gracious Father, because it is done. Glory be unto your name. Come on, if you can, just raise your voice to heaven and say, Thank you, Father. Something on my inside is being quickened now to awaken to dominion. I refuse to live a casual, normal, chance existence for another day. Let my destiny at a subconscious level, every fiber in me, every atom, every every tiny little bit of my being begin to hear that mandate again. Have dominion. Have dominion. Have dominion. Have dominion. Have dominion. Have dominion. In the name of Jesus. Hear me, child of God? No matter how healthy you are, no matter how rich you are, no matter how powerful you are, no matter how great, like Esau, you've become. If you don't have Jesus, you don't have anything. If you don't have Jesus, you don't have anything. I want to pray with you this evening, the first Wednesday in the month of February of the year 2022, for those listening live and for those who will listen afterwards, the, the dominion conversation begins with receiving the mandate again. It was sold. It was sold, but Christ has come. God was in Christ, reconciling the world. And he's saying, you have a decision to make. You need to leave this, this alternative lie that has been sold to you. I have to return back to the way of the blessing. I want to pray with you this evening, wherever you are, under the sound of my voice, to say yes to that call. It's a, it's a destiny call. I didn't create myself. He made me for a purpose. He made me for his glory. He made me to have intimacy with him, to rule on his behalf in my world. I will not fail him any longer. I've been victims of other things ruling over me. My habits ruling over me. My tendencies ruling over me. My desires ruling over me. I'm just a slave to all these habits and addictions when I was the one created to rule over them. No, not anymore. If you can say with me and mean this and believe this with your heart and say this with your mouth, that Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. Thank you for dying for my sins. Thank you for taking my place in the grave. Thank you because on the third day you rose again victoriously. I believe you're alive and I ask that you live in me that you live through me and you give me the grace to live for you. In the name of Jesus, I relinquish every covenant with the past which seemed with shame, with guilt and I say yes to your kingdom. Thank you for writing my name in the Lamb's book of life. Thank you for a restoration of the dominion mandate to me. This moment, I refuse to be ruled over by sin I refuse to be ruled over by hormones in my body or neural pathways that I have intensified by my past behavior. And indeed, in accordance with your word, I am brand new. Come on, say this with me, especially if there's anyone that has something you're struggling with. I have new desires. I have new appetites. It is for his word and it is for his presence. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because it is done. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Father, in the name of Jesus, I agree with your sons and your daughters under the sound of my voice that in accordance with scriptures, their sins are forgiven, that there is a supply of your spirit and the multiplication of your grace, that they grow from glory to glory to glory to glory. No one returning to the vomit they've left. In the name of Jesus, I pray for anyone under the sound of my voice who is being ruled over. Who is a victim of afflictions, a victim of torment, a victim of, 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 of intimidation from the pit of hell, a victim of covenant speaking, a victim of words spoken, a victim of curses causeless. It says like a darting bird, like a floating arrow, so is the curse causeless. Father, because these ones are now in Christ, I release the blessing that undoes every curse that has limited them and I decree that their destiny is a free to find maximum expression in the name of Jesus 
It doesn't matter who. It doesn't matter where. Because they are now new creation. We declare every curse broken. And these ones are blessed. Come on, say it as loudly as you can. I am blessed. Is that the best you've got? Say it a bit louder. I am blessed. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, gracious Father. For the grace for dominion. It will not just be lessons learned. It will be a life lived. Dominion in every sphere. Dominion in every sphere. Dominion in every sphere. To the glory of your name. Thank you, Father, because it is done. For in Jesus' name we are prayed. Come on, if you can, jam those ends together. Give the Lord a big shout. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you've been blessed by the sermon. And if you would love to be a part of what God is doing in our midst, feel free to join us on Sundays at 10 a.m. or Wednesdays at 7 p.m. To be a part of the giving, you can give our email at info, I-N-F-O, at kicccanada.ca or through our website at www.kicccanada.ca slash donate. God is doing amazing things in our midst and we look forward to seeing you soon. Remember, you are a champion. God bless you.